Welcome to another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast. Today I have Marlene with me. Woo! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me, Marlene. I'm so happy to have you on. I am excited to talk about this topic because I know the last topic we had kind of intertwines with this. Well, the topic before that um, intertwines with this. And I thought this would be a good time to have someone else who has a different perspective on this topic. And in our conversations, I was just like, oh, definitely need to have this on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of talking about co-parenting today, we want to talk about absentee parents. Marlene is a parent who is doing 100% of the work. Yes, it's great when people see like, oh, you know, you have such great kids and oh, look at your kids. You're doing such a great job, but it takes work. Lots of work. <laughs> tons of work. <laughs> like tons. Especially when you're doing it by yourself. Yes. Right. Like even for me, at least I have Ed, but it's like, even that can get hard with the kids, especially on days where he's not here or he's working late and it's just me and the kids. So just imagining you 24-7, 365. Like, I don't even know how you can do it and how you can manage it and how that even is for you. Like, Oh, my God. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're so lucky. Because, uh, you know, everyone wishes to have both parents involved, whether together or not. Um, for me, oh my God, I, I don't even know where to begin. I just do it. I don't, you know, I don't have an option giving birth to my kids. It's like, it's a responsibility. It's not an option, you know? Right. Some dads look at it as an option. They don't see the responsibility in being a, a parent, not right. whether it's a mom or a dad, you know, or vice versa. Right. So for me, it's an obligation and my responsibility. I brought them in. I take care of them whether dads are there or not you know it's hard but it gets done right. you know it's the struggle is real <laughs> it is <laughs> the struggles out in these streets jeez and people don't realize like it takes a lot and like you said you brought these kids into the in this world so you can't say oh i'm just gonna do the bare minimum and they should be fine like you don't want the world to raise your kids you want to be the one to raise them the right way absolutely absolutely that's what I push for it's I would never I mean I kind of raising my kids I've kind of sheltered them a little bit sometimes I don't you know it's a gift and a curse sheltering them because you don't want to expose them to certain things but then at the same time it's like okay when we were kids well when I was a kid my mom she allowed us to be free as kids I mean we were able to run the streets you know the lights went dim and we knew we had to be in the house right nowadays <laughs> we can't do that nowadays at like, all the kids uh-uh. go outside on the porch you better not move from there <laughs> right like I better have eyes on you because yes. people out here are crazy <laughs> oh for sure for sure it's scary but uh, I've managed and I've maintained I think as of recent seeing the changes in my kids now and realizing that they want to explore more and be a little bit more free and kind of like like for example my son he's 17 he wants to have a little more freedom and so I'm you know releasing the leash a little bit and when I see that he's doing okay I give him a little more slack but 
when he starts to mess up, it's like, okay, now I got to pull back a little bit. Now I got to be mom and, uh, okay, I got to check you at this point. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you can have some freedom, but uh, yeah, we're not, we, we not letting go of the reins completely. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are, what's like one of the hardest things for you as a parent who's doing it on their own? One of the hardest things being a, uh, I'm going to say a single mom because I don't have the support from either one of my kids' fathers. And I think that's the biggest struggle as a single mom. Working and being the only provider, I have to make adjustments, you know, anytime my kids need me, whether if they're sick, um, if they get a phone call from school to pick them up, doctor's appointments, just anything in general, it's always, it falls back on me. I don't have the support or even the communication between the fathers and I are not the best. So I can't even call them and say, hey, I've called off of work this amount of times, you know, I really need you to help me out. I, I don't have that option. It would be more so like figure it out because that's the kind of men that they turned out to be. And right. it kind of sucks for me, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. instead of me bothering them, as I look at it, it's a bother. I just do it, you know. Which is I, crazy it <laughs> because it, sh- it shouldn't even be a bother because they're, they're children. So like, yes. it definitely should not be a thing where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm bothering their dad. Like, no, they're supposed to be bothered. These are your children. <laughs> they are 50% well, yours. <laughs> you know, when they're selfish, there's people who are selfish in when things don't go their way, they choose to go a different way about things. And they don't think about the children. They think about themselves and what it costs them and what it takes away from them for me it's like they don't realize i'm raising your kid by myself i'm the one supporting them i'm the one providing from them for them it's like wouldn't you want to see the mom be able to provide for your kid so at any given moment if your child is sick or if i if they have an appointment and you're free you know i think that they should say hey let me take something off for you right now so you don't have to miss work i'll take him or her to school or the doctors whatever the case may be that sucks when you just don't have that right you know I've tried I've tried to do the co-parenting thing and I've even tried like doing mediation and we get nowhere there's a lot of selfishness in some of these men (laughs) just like most single moms we make it happen (laughs) right we we, moms just it, it happens that's all it does if something needs to be done we just make it happen like either doctors, nurses, right? Everything, <laughs> like everything. Listen, if it has to happen, we you already know we about to we about to work it out. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a support system either, like family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, family's a big word, and raising my kids on my own. I tell my kids all the time: if something ever happens to me, you guys don't ever forget about each other always love one another and at the end of the day nobody's got you guys the way mommy has you guys so when I'm not here I tell my son you make sure you take care of your sister and I tell my daughter you make sure you respect your brother and you love your brother and you guys never forget about each other because all you guys is have is each other no one's gonna do nothing for you and they and they understand it and they see it you know we have these talks all the time. I talk to my kids all the time, especially when they know they can't call on their dads. You know, they come to me and they say, mommy, I know that, you know, you've got a lot of bills. Well, this is coming more so from my youngest daughter. She'll say, mommy, I know you don't really have a lot of money. And, you know, I can't ask daddy for anything. 
because you'll say tell your mommy to get it from child support versus uh, just listening to her what? to even see what her want and need is yes Oh my instead gosh. of just listening and then responding later it immediately goes to that oh tell your mother to get it off the child support daddy doesn't have any money you know wow. she she'll say you know she'll feel bad and say oh I know you can't mommy but if you can can I have like robux let's say mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been asking me for robux and I'm like baby girl you have to wait until mommy gets paid Right. so today I finally got her some and she's like the happiest kid in the world right now but Aww. she's been begging and she's like I don't want anything else just Robux please it's and so hard and that is so crazy that he says tell your mommy to get it from child support like even though well I mean that's a good thing that he pays child support but even with that you would think okay well let me still be active in my child's life you know because I am their parent so is it where he pays child support and then it's like yeah the child support will raise him I don't need to do nothing else <laughs> you know th- that's that's the, the mentality he has unfortunately wow. um, this is not I mean I gave this man we were in a relationship for 10 years our daughter was a miracle baby and it was unexpected she was never planned when she came into our lives um, him and I were not in a good place we were actually getting ready to separate um, there were some cultural differences and we just thought it was best to separate but then when I found out I was pregnant we decided to work things out you know and it was like okay well we're gonna try this we got a kid on the way let's figure this out and things were okay but then once she came it was just like oh my god I'm doing this on my own I'm a single parent once again something I didn't expect then two years later I realized you know this is still not it for me and I chose not to stay in an unhealthy and unhappy situation you know some people stay in relationships that are so dysfunctional and very uh, toxic and the kids see that and I didn't want my kids to see that I want my kids to see their mom happy so I I left them and once I left him a lot of things changed um he didn't feel the need to provide he didn't think that he needed to provide because he said he needed to be financially stable before he can take care of anyone else and I said you know for me it's like bro I can't pick and choose when I want to be mom this is unfair right Um, I you know I tried to understand where he was coming from but I really couldn't because I'm not given an option you know what I mean and that's crazy to me because it's like mm -hmm. he wants to be financially stable before he can take care of anybody else how about you though because you (laughs) you have an issue too because oh my gosh that's crazy to me yeah it's like I I gotta raise her I you know I have to provide you know there could you could be upset with me because I ended a 10-year relationship you know that's a long time to just give up but when you're unhappy and there's no growth or change something's got to change especially when it gets toxic and right my kids need to see their mother happy Mm -hmm. I've never wanted to show my kids you know that side of a cycle because I tried to break a cycle by staying in a relationship that wasn't good for me but selfishly I said no I can't do this and I did what was best and honestly it was the best decision for me mentally and I think for my kids as well but then when it comes to my daughter with her relationship with her father there isn't one he chooses to not be there. He's pretty bitter about the child support situation. And that's something that he didn't have to do for his first child. 
but I think it's more of a sense of control and not getting his way and things of that nature that makes him feel the way he feels, but there's still a child involved, you know? Right. I mean, you still have to provide for this child. So yeah, you could be upset about it, but if you're not going to provide unless you're on child support, what is it that he expected you to do? Like just kind of figure it out and just... Well, he... I remember when we, he t- he t- he took me to court. That's the crazy thing about this entire situation. When I left <laughs> oh him, yeah, goodness. it's almost it's really funny, honestly. You know, because I, I don't want to bash him, but I, I like the truth is, is you took me to court, mm-hmm. um, thinking that you were going to get out of your obligation as a parent to not have to pay child support. Mm-hmm. You wanted something documented for your visitations, but then when we went to court, it was just like we were baffled at what he wanted because he didn't want any assigned visitation dates. He wanted to pick and choose when he wanted to mm-hmm. see her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that that was fair to me because I don't want to plan my days based off of your availability. Right. I shouldn't have to do that. Right. I, I didn't think that he needed a schedule or anything documented to say when he could see his daughter because I'm the type of mom and you call and say, hey, I want to pick my daughter up for a few hours. Can you have her ready? Right. You know, it's not, it's ready. not, can I take her, have her ready? Okay, no problem. And well, it didn't work out that way. So they gave him a every other weekend schedule that he never followed. He never sees her. He barely calls her. But then he gets really frustrated when she doesn't want to answer his calls. And then, you know, it's just a toxic cycle. I, I tried my best to encourage her to still reach out to dad right um although we don't have the healthiest relationship but um i don't think that he would ever understand his wrongs when you have a family that's like dysfunctional and supports those terrible decisions as an adult to think that oh she put me on child support she's the bad person you know she didn't have to do that well no i did when i'm forced to because i can't do everything on my own and she was in a daycare. I was paying out of pocket. I lost her because he stopped helping me. So it was like, can you can you just help me out with that? And it was, no, you figure it out. No, you figure it out. The bitterness got the best of them. So child support it was. I hate that I had to force it because I don't ever want to force a man to be a dad. Right. But it's like you I'm forcing you by paying child support. And to him, that's sufficient. That makes him a, the bomb dad, you know? <laughs> That is crazy. And there's a lot of dads out there who are that way who think, oh, because I'm sending money, that is enough. That means I'm a great father because they got some money. But it's like kids don't, especially little kids when they're younger, it's like great for you to send the money. But at the same time, these little kids need to see their parents. Like they would prefer to see their parent over getting some money to do whatever, whatever. Uh, They would prefer to have the money to spend with their parent. Like that's what these absentee parents forget. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's great that you're, that you think you're helping out monetarily, but emotionally, like these kids need you. Every child needs their dad involved or their mom's involved. Like they need both parents. The parents don't have to be together, but at least co-parent on a level where they can come to the both of you whenever they need, which is ridiculous that some people don't think that way, but hey at least you are making it happen you're definitely setting an example for your kids to let them know you don't have to stay in a toxic relationship or something that's not working it's okay to make yourself happy it's okay it's it's okay to 
be okay. Like you don't have to make someone else happy just to keep a situation like copacetic or whatever, but for sure. And that's how some people stay in bad relationships is because they're like, oh, we got to stay for the kids. But then if you're miserable all the time, it's not worth it. (laughs) It's not. I always say, like, I I don't have a relationship with her dad now. Like, we can't even speak to each other because it's immediately like an aggressive conversation, like aggressive tone. I don't. I choose not to because there's so much disrespect that happens that comes out of his mouth. And it's like, listen, you're supposed to be her first love. And it's sad that you're not her first love. You're her first heartbreak because all she wants is her father to give her time. And I always tell her, I can't force your dad to do that for you. What I can do is I can ask him and I continue push. I, you know, I encourage her to contact your dad, call your dad. And she's nine years old. She's at the point where she's like, no, I don't feel like calling him. And then she'll say things like, like I, sometimes I notice that she gets jealous because he'll hang out with his eldest daughter. I mean, she's 19 and he does a lot of things with her, but that also she has her own job. She doesn't ask him for money. So it's like, he doesn't have to invest money. So he gives her time. Whereas my daughter, he pays child support and he's like, screw the time. Her mom gets child support money for me. So that's all she needs. And it's, and it's pretty sad because he doesn't see his wrong. And she tries to to communicate her feelings to him, but he's one of those people who will tell her, oh, don't talk to daddy like that because it's disrespectful. You're only nine years old, stay in your place. So then that's where I intervene and I say, you know what? You don't have to talk to your dad if you don't want to at this point, because I know that he's not respecting how you're feeling. It's okay. You know, she'll say, you know what, mommy, you're right. And she's she's told him before, daddy, I'm going to hang up now because I'm upset. And he's like, oh, your mom's got you messed up. And, you know, he goes on your mom, this, your mom, that. And she used to, like, look at me as if, like, mom, what am I supposed to say? And it's sad. And, you know, it's honestly sad. It's like, don't say anything at all. Let me handle it. Let me be the bad guy. I don't mind being the bad guy when it comes to making sure that there's no mental abuse. Because honestly, that's what it is. And to me, right. that's all mental abuse. And he may not agree, but it truly is. It really I, you is. Know, I, I tell her all the time, you know, regardless of the situation, he's your daddy. Always love him. You know, truthfully, as a, as a mom who sees what he's doing to her, destroying her. You know, and showing her that he's always going to be absent, it bothers me, you know what I mean? But I don't want to show her that side because right. I want her to see that mom's willing, you right. know what I mean? And even though I have my personal feelings towards him, <laughs> she would never see that, you know? Right. You just got to put your own feelings aside for her. And for then, her. You know, try to do the best you can to mend the relationship. But again, you can only do but so much. If the other person doesn't want to, then, you know. It's not on, it's not just all on you or her. It's also on her dad to want her to dad. do it too. So, right. He's just missing out on knowing such a great girl. So, <laughs> he really is. I used, I was seeing this guy who's still actively like in our, in our lives. And he used to vouch for her father because he was also a father who was placed on child support by the mothers. And he was, but he, there's a big difference. He's a very active, involved father. And his thing, he didn't care about paying child support, but he's been on the other side of where the system was pulling tons of money left and right. He was angry Mm -hmm. and stuff, but it never changed who he was with his kids. Right. So he would, you know, he he would talk to me. He's like, you know, give that man a break. Don't, you know, like, for example, he has a bunch of arrears. He's like, take the arrears away. You know, maybe that'll change his mindset. And so I 
you know, he was the person I was seeing and I trusted that he was guiding me in the right direction. And I did just that. And they removed the arrears and only to slap me in the face with more paperwork, more court visits. And he started to see the cycle and he's like, man, he's like, and here I am vouching for trying this to help, right? Trying to help him. And he's really not a great man for this little girl. He's like, she's such a beautiful little girl. How can he not want to be involved? It's, it's rough. It's rough. But I'm going to always be that superhero, that super mom, that nurse, that doctor, <laughs> that whatever she needs that me teacher. to be for her because <laughs> I'm never going to abandon my kids. I'm always going to be there as long as I can live. And my kids know that. They know how much I love them and I would do anything for them. That's right. You know, our kids, they're never supposed to see us break. They're always, you know, they mm-hmm. see us always strong all the time, but they really have no idea how much we actually are broken inside, but we still color. We sure do. You got to just, I feel like sometimes you want to show them the best, best side of you. And because in order for them to, to grow and kind of do the things that they need to do to be the person that they should be, you don't want to burden them with our issues and our problems. You kind of want to shield them from that. But, you know, some days you just, you do have to be vulnerable with your kids, but it's good that, you know, you're, you're doing it for them. So that's very commendable, even though it should be two parents (laughs) (laughs) equally doing it for the kids. But hey, what can you do? You can only do it so much. No, that's right. That's true. I do the best that I can. I mean, I have a 17 year old as well, not just my nine year old. I have a 17 year old son and and even he's a challenge more so now than never ever because he's growing and he, he's in that phase of mom. You know, I, I'm, I'm starting to get older. I'm not a baby anymore. I'm almost oh, 18. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it? The teenage years, I'm not ready. <laughs> you know, I really thought that the teenage years were going to be the hardest. Like, I mean, I've seen some really bad times with my son. I can't lie. I've gone through um, a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of the emotional changes and reliving some hurt of um, that he still carries from his upbringing because of dad also being absent and him being his only child. My son's his father's only child. He's the only grandson on my side of the family. And he's one of two grandsons on his dad's side. So he really doesn't have much of anyone on his dad's side. Um, And yeah, dealing with that, that's, that's been his emotional struggle with his dad's relationship has been hard because with his dad, like we don't have a relationship, but we're not in bad space. Um, I can actually talk to his dad and a co-parent with him if I had to. Mm -hmm. Um, But my son's 17. He can talk to his dad on his own. My biggest issue with that situation is that he oversteps my parenting. Mm -hmm. He's never been there. But then when my son's in a phase of, you know, exploring things that us parents don't want him to explore. And his dad's like all for it. And his dad would encourage him like, oh, you know, your mom treats you like a baby, man. You, you're 17. You're getting older. And, oh, you know, he does boy. those things. So it's like an influence on him. So then he comes home with that mentality. And it's like, I got to deal with that. Right. So, you you know, got to undo that. Guy. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to undo all of that to get him back to where he was. Where he was. And then yes. it goes right back the next time. Oh, boy. That's that's and very difficult. It was. I just had an experience these past two days with my son, him wanting to do something that I am totally against. And he had all these reasons behind it. And I stood on what I, I, you know, I stand on what I mean. And Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, listen, 
it's not about you getting older and stuff it's about what's right and what i've always raised you to do you know when you're out of my house and you're paying your own bills you can do whatever it is that you want to do but right. until you're you're here well in my household and i'm still raising you you're still going to school i don't reward certain things or things they want to do all because you're a great kid no you got to show me that's you right you've got to show me i don't you know my kids have everything they've ever wanted but within reason you know, and it's because they they deserve it, not because I can afford it. You know what I mean? It's it's one of right. those things. But when it comes to certain things, I stand on it and I stand on it. And there was moments of crying. There was a moment of, mommy, I'm sorry. I love you. I don't want to disappoint you. And then, you know, I don't want to shut down on my kid. I hate having to be that, you know, tough love mom because he's not used to seeing that because my kids, like I said, they're great kids. But when I got to show the tough love, it's kind of like I feel bad, but I'm very stern on it very stern and eventually there's a crying session there's a hugging session and there's mommy I'm sorry you were right I love you you know I won't do it again or something like that I mean kids are going to do what they want to do behind your back but as long as I can control it you know in my point view and I I can take care of it I will but the good thing is like you stand on what you say so he knows in the future like yes mommy is easy to talk to and all this stuff but you know that these are her boundaries and these are her limits so let's not go beyond that we we tested it once we saw what happened so we just we're just not gonna do that <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yes he's he's tested me my son has done uh, things like you know again thinking he was grown and i'm leaving i'm going to live with dad and it's like oh my go gosh ahead. you'll be back <laughs> yeah he'll be back and as much as I want to say uh, no you're not you know what I mean you gotta let him learn like okay you think it's better go go. (laughs) then dad wanted me to tell him he couldn't stay at his house and that's when he realized like hold on this man is supposed to be the guy that's like telling me all these things and now I can't stay at his house where am I supposed to go I just went against my mom right oh my gosh but as mama bears what do we do I told you so Mm-hmm. I told you so. This should be a lesson learned. And yeah. look who's here for you yet again. Mom. You know, you screwed up. You went against mom. You you know, you left me. You left me hurt. You hurt my feelings. And now look, I'm here to hold you. I'm here to bring you back home. I'm here to get you back where you need to be. Mommy loves you. And I'm never going to, you know, leave your side. So I think for him, it was like a dang, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good that your son, at least he gets to see both sides like yeah I want to go with dad and he probably treat me better or he'll probably you know let me spread my wings and then he gets over there it's like oh nope that is not how it's working he wants you to go right back to your mama so <laughs> yes yeah because like I said these dads they don't really they don't know the responsibility of raising mm-hmm. their children because they've never done it they've never been there you know right. they're selective of when they want to be dads Mm-hmm. I, I told my son, I said, you know, the saddest thing of it all, you you know, you see it now for what it is, you know, because they say, give them time. Your kid will see if the, who's there, who's not there. And yeah. he sees it. You know, do you believe in like saying uh, uh, you love your kids a certain way? For example, like when your kids go to bed, do you say I love you or love you? I think I say I love you. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I always say I love you. Yeah. I me personally, I really feel like there's a difference between an I love you and just a simple love you. Love you. Right. And my son brought up a, a point yesterday and he's like, mom, you know, I've never heard my father tell me that he loves me. So I'm like, 
man, are you sure? Like, you you know, I mean, I've never heard them say it either, but I'm not in their space when they're conversing or together. Right. And he goes, mom, you know, my dad has never said, I love you. So I'm like, dang, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. You know, I, I always tell you I love you. He goes, he just says, love you, kid. And that's it. He goes, mom, that doesn't feel like love. Mm-hmm. And it bothers him, you know. And like my daughter, she always says, you know, my daddy, I'm sure my daddy loves me, but he doesn't love me as much as he loves my sister, you know, and, and it's like, oh, my God. And I always say, I'm sure he loves you just like her. You know, she's just older and he's able to do a lot more things with her. Right. I said, but don't worry, he'll come around. You know, sometimes you just can't go to everything. Right. And it's just like, how many much more am I going to have to make excuses for these fathers? You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, I t- I'm not here to make excuses for these men. I just, I try to focus on forgetting, you know, we're here. We will do something. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Mommy got you. <laughs> that's right. Mommy always got you. Mommy's always figuring it out. Because that's just what I'm mommy's doing. I love you. That's, that's right. right. Now I'm going to be more intentional. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> do I always say love? I know sometimes I do say love you. But I also do say, I love you. Now I'm going to have to think about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It makes you think about it because you start to think like, yeah, you know, it does make a difference. When you say, I it love does. you, it comes from the heart, you know? Right. It's, it's like, I, right. It's like a possess, possess, not, well, kind of possessive. Like, I love you. But love mm-hmm. you is like, uh, yeah. Real nonchalantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I care about you. No, you know, no bigger. You're right. right. <laughs> like, of course I care about you. But, huh. Wow. Yes. And I guess for me, it's it's different too, because a lot of times in like African culture, you don't necessarily like express your feelings like that. So mm-hmm. it's not something that was ever always like stated in my household, but you knew that your parents loved you. It's like, it's so crazy. Don't hate me out there, guys. But it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> British, the British people. <laughs> A lot of people do say they are very closed off, some of them, with their emotions. So they don't, they're not very expressive of their emotions. So in meeting my husband and his family, like they're always, when you get off the phone, they'll always express, oh, I love you. Or, you know, so it's like, oh, they do that a lot. Like, don't you automatically know that your family's love you? Like, no, but you gotta feel it too. (laughs) It's true. And you know what? It, it definitely, I, I will say there's a cultural difference. My mm-hmm. kids, both my kids are mixed. Both of my kids are Hispanic oh. and black. One side, uh, my son's father's side of the family, they were raised in like Christian, they were Christian. They were working parents. You know, they came from what I seen to believe was a, a decent family that had a lot of love for one another. Right. So, and then my daughter's father, they have a very broken family. Like, you know, typical inner city broken family that don't show or express love and they're taught to not have emotions. Mm -hmm. So as I get that there's a cultural difference being with me who I'm Hispanic, I grew up in a home of love. Mm -hmm. And although I didn't, my biological dad was never there, but my mother's husband raised us. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she always told us the same thing. You love your brothers and sisters. You guys are all you have. Don't ever go. Like we never fought each other nothing like that. We love one another even now as adults we all have our separate lives but we love each other and we make sure we speak to each other all the time and remind each other how much we love each other but my kids they see it they see it and it's it's crazy because you see the broken side of the family you see the other one who just doesn't know how to show emotions you know what I mean so it's just like you know sometimes these things come from 
the backgrounds and what they were raised to see and maybe they're a product of their environment Mm -hmm. but then I always feel like when I've dated someone I've always seemed to be like you know they say the empaths (laughs) I mean you're full of love and you teach these men how to love and then you show them all these wonderful things but they break you Mm -hmm. they break you and then you leave and you leave these men to know how to love and show emotions Mm -hmm. and everything you ever wanted out of them they never did right they They don't do do for you it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) and not even for their own children it's insane it really is it's crazy you're always like dang I did all that work to get you where you are and now somebody else is gonna reap the benefits but hey that's that's cool though that's cool (laughs) and you know what it it is cool because as long as it wasn't me at that point right once I got there I'm Mm -hmm. okay with that because if I made you a better man for someone else that's awesome it Mm -hmm. sucked that I couldn't make you a better father right you know what I mean sadly but hey that's just for me to always you know you you can't hide the feelings sometimes of being bitter towards someone you cared about and they decided they weren't happy enough to stay so I get it it is what it is but I just think about the kids not about the parents not about our relationship I could care less if we ever speak or see each other again just don't do that to your kid you know it's like an abandonment and I don't abandonment. Abandonment. I don't want my kids to ever feel abandoned. You know what I mean from their dad. Like, not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. It's really not. But the good thing is that they know that you're there for them, and you'll always be there for them. And you got their back, and you got their back, front, side, bottom, wherever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they know that you you are the one who's there. So at least one out of two is gonna be they are ride or die forever so that's that's always a plus and for sure i know it's it's definitely not easy like I, I said in the beginning but when people see all the work that you do with your kids it's like oh you got some great kids but it's like yeah they're great do you know how much work i put too much hard work yeah <laughs> i didn't know I, <laughs> I once was at like um Wegmans at, at um, in Penfield or Pittsburgh or something like that and we were eating fish dinners and there was a Caucasian uh, couple sitting next to us and the words the verbiage that the lady used I wasn't sure if I should take it as a compliment or is it, you know is that what you expect you know what I mean are my kids supposed to be savages just because we don't look the same you know but instead of thinking very you know just ignorantly I said thank you because she's like oh my god your kids are the most well-behaved children I've seen and it was just like you know it's clear as day my kids are of color you know what I mean but they right. are very well mannered and very well behaved it was like what were they supposed to be doing jumping seat to seat you know it was like right what? it's crazy <laughs> I get that a lot too with our kids when I take them to different things and people are like oh my gosh your kids are so sweet they're so well behaved like I think at a grocery store, somebody has stopped and was just like, oh my goodness, you know, they're the most well-behaved kids and the, um, to have brought them into the store and they're just like so good. And I'm looking like, okay, thank you. But <laughs> two minutes ago, had you seen me tell them, don't touch nothing, don't ask for nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, it's so right. You know, but like I said, I could have ignorantly thought that way, but I didn't. And I'm like, you know, 
it's just a reflection of who I am and what mm-hmm. I'm doing for my kids. And right. so I, I took it as a, as a compliment, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what, what I do. Was, right. That's what I do. So I always tell my kids, no, when we go anywhere, it doesn't matter yeah. where we're, where we are, we have to, we have you have to behave. You have to be on your best behavior because I want people to see sure. your, and we tell them all the time, you are, you're a product of us. So people yeah. see you out there misbehaving, like that's, that's on us. Like they yeah. be like, oh, look at them McClendons. They know how to raise them kids. <laughs> yeah, like, and I love it. When someone can actually just, they compliment you all the time. Like, oh my God, you know, like Marlene, your kids, they're just so behaved. They're so mm-hmm. wonderful. Like, sweetest kids ever when we were kids my mom's kids sat next to her at any party people would be like let those kids be kids and my mother's like "Mm -mm. ain't nobody gonna sit here and tell me my kids are jumping on the couch (laughs) right here until i say so and my kids are just like that they'll sit next to me shy or not you know and if they want to go somewhere they say mommy can i go play well sure go ahead but guess what even playing they still know how to act that's right that's right (laughs) Shoot, that's how my kids are too, and that's how we were as kids. Mm-hmm. It's like my mom is like, mm, "Y'all, ain't, y'all not going nowhere. If I'm not yes. there, you're not there. And if I'm not over there, you're not over there." So, <laughs> oh yes, you definitely don't want people to be like, "Oh, look at, oh look at Evelyn's kids. They, oof, they don't be." <laughs> like, mm, that's that is not about to happen. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, no way, no, no, my kids are pretty good. And you know what? And sometimes I even wish like, like my son's father, he will always say to me now, after this, now this took years of us, you know, a trial and error of trying to get along, trying to co-parent and just saying, okay, you know, you, we've been separated this amount of many years. Mm -hmm. My son's father married a woman. I've been pretty much single since then, but you know, he, he doesn't step get into my business or anything like that but he always says you know thank you for raising my son like thank you for always making sure he's good and that took a lot of work that took many many years and and i'll tell you one thing he still to this day will tell anyone i love that woman regardless of us not being together i love her his wife might like it so much (laughs) but he will tell me to my face all the time like i love you like thank you you know what i mean and and that's that okay is, you know what I mean that is right. okay I, because I know he says it from a place that he's genuine because he knows that he's been a messed up person he knows that he was an absent father right um, and to like really be able to express that to you because you've put in all this work of raising your son raising both your son and daughter and mm-hmm. I'm sure he knows how hard that is so to be able to express that and just like give you your flowers while you're still here, like yeah, you yes. definitely have done a great job. Like, oh, thank you. Sometimes for sure. <laughs> it's you know, it it feels good that at least one of them recognizes that, you know, right. I may not put in much or I have not done much, but this woman has been solid by my kid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. he says he couldn't have chosen a better mother for his kid. And and uh-huh. it's more so like, please, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I, I, there was one wish that I could have for the sake of my daughter. Like, I wish that her dad would just for once, you know, like you said, give me my flowers when it comes uh-huh. to my daughter, because my daughter, you know, he's like, man, you're so smart. He compliments her. Like, you're so smart. You're so this and you're so that. And you don't realize that a lot of that comes from 
her mother's being on her, her mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. making sure that she's a young lady, that mm-hmm. she does this, that she does that. You know, you did, you're not there to do that or in, in short, you know, that mm-hmm. those things that I know you wouldn't like is happening. You know, right. I always incorporate if your father finds out, blah, 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 blah. Or if I tell your daddy, you know, and she's like, no, no, no. I always make sure of those things. You know what I mean? And we don't have the best relationship, but I still want her to respect her dad because although he's not there and he does what he does, again, when she gets older, she'll always see. And then she'll always say, my mom never, ever tried to go make me go against my father. She never told me to hate him. She never taught me to hate him. What she would say is that mommy always encouraged me to still love my daddy even when he upset me and even when he hurt me that is a good thing to do for the child because although he's not doing enough or doing anything it's good that you're you're because a lot of people be like oh she's poisoning the child against me when clearly you're not you're still encouraging that relationship you're still telling her good things about her dad even though to you you're like oh gosh he ain't doing nothing but like you know he's he's her dad so it's like you don't want to mess up that relationship because at some point in time maybe one day he's going to get it and he's going to want to connect with her and with you encouraging that relationship with you telling him telling her like you know still talk to your dad or he's a good dad you know things like that that definitely will make things better in the future for her if she decides to like carry a relationship with him it's good that he she won't like be angry with not like I'm trying to explain it but I'm not doing such a great job but at least she won't have such a negative attitude towards him because and if she does it's not for the sake of you it was because of how their relationship kind of, um, you know. He planted happened. that seed with her, yeah. Right, right. So at least you're yeah. not planting the seed of negativity. You're trying to encourage that relationship. But if it, right. if it like, breaks apart, that's not on you because you did right. your job of not speaking negative, not speaking just cruelty. You're speaking life into their, their bond, but it's up to him to want to create that bond, you know, so. Right. Like I said, I can't force it, you know. I wish that it was better. The relationship was better for the Mm -hmm. sake of her. And it wasn't so, I would say, toxic uh, between him and I, you know. And it it is what it is. Like, I'm not bitter towards him. I don't hate him. Do I dislike him? Very much so. Because of how he hurts my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to protect our kids at all costs and their feelings and their emotions. And I just wish he, he could see the damage and the hurt that he's caused her, you know, he would never, uh, he would never admit to things. He would never say, oh yeah, you know, I, w- I wasn't that guy. I was should, you know, he would never do that. And I've learned that, you know, um, and I think she sees it too. Hopefully one day, I mean, I even thought about this like past week, my daughter's been dying for me to go to her school and have lunch with her. And she's like, mommy, my friends, they their parents come and she's like, can you come on your day off? And I would love to just sit there and give her that, like surprise her with her dad and I coming in at the same time. But then I thought I would probably give her an anxiety attack because (laughs) she's witnessed a lot of things that she shouldn't have had to see come Mm. from her dad, you know, towards me. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I I said, maybe this isn't a good idea, you know? So I, I said, you know what, never mind. But I'm sure that she would 
she would love it, but she would be scared. You right. know what I mean? And that's right. what I mean. It's it's been so bad and toxic that I, I can't even give her something like that. Right. And it's just like, man, how I wish that it would be better for her. Because I would love for her to see her parents be able to get along and talk and just co-parent. Right. You know, maybe some one day in the future it'll happen. It's little baby steps. At least you had the thought. So that's that's a seed right, right there that's being planted. <laughs> the thought is there. That is true. <laughs> so, you know, maybe next time it'll be a conversation. And then after the conversation, maybe, you know, it'll be a planning and... You know, you move from there, just little steps at a time, which it, it, it it's not going to happen overnight, but you can only do what you can. And at least you're you're trying to plant those seeds where that relationship can build, um, which is awesome in and of itself, because some people, some other mothers would just be like, well, forget that. Shoot, I ain't got no time. If he ain't got no time for my, my right. baby, well... <laughs> I ain't got no time for him. We are not about to try to get him to talk. No, no. So it's good that at least like you're still trying to build that connection, trying to allow that connection to happen. All you can do is try. If the other person doesn't want to, then that's on them. But at least I did my part for sure. Right. That is for sure. You see a lot of moms do that. A lot of mothers Mm -hmm. because of their father's doing what he does to my daughter. They would say, oh, he's not going to play with my baby. Screw Mm -hmm. that. I, as I understand it, it makes us even much more ignorant from removing the child completely away. Because mm-hmm. even though he doesn't follow his court order, he has a once a month visit with my daughter for a six hour block and he doesn't even follow that. Okay. Wow. But when he does decide to see her, I never say no. I still say he's going to see her, even though he didn't see her for the past two months. He wants to see her now. I'm never going to say no only because I want my daughter to see that although my dad was messing up and he didn't do what he was supposed to do, mommy never said no the way he tells me that she does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when she comes home, she always says that she had a great time, but there's always a but behind it. You know what I mean? Aww. And it's just like, listen, focus on the positive. You had a good right. time with him, right? Right. I mean, That's it. Just leave yeah. it there. I had a good time with him. That's it. Because if you focus on the negative, it's just going to cause more like anger and animosity trauma Mm -hmm. I say trauma you know the fear is that there's that saying when girls don't grow up with their fathers in their lives they you know they run to the streets looking Mm -hmm. for love in men Mm -hmm. and I am very fearful of that and I just and this is something that he's always talked about you know and it's just like bro look what you're doing you know I don't want my daughter to be that person that you sit here and talk about I'm going to do my best to make sure that doesn't ever happen. But, you know, I can only do so much. And again, I'm doing the best that I can. And I need him to pull his weight because, like I said, he's supposed to be her first love. If he's not, he's been her her first heartbreak. And that's just really sad. It is. But honestly, Mama, you are you're doing it. You're working it out for both your kids. (laughs) All you can do is one thing at a time (laughs) you can only do one thing at a time and you can only do but so much and it's it's sad that some people don't realize that but you know one day they will and one day I always want to believe that one day you know these men absentee parents because sometimes there's women out here who just be like yeah I want to run right like I want to run these streets first and have someone else take care (laughs) of the, the kids which is crazy in and of itself but you know, mm-hmm. one day these absentee parents will get it right. They just need a, they, I don't know what they got to go through, but they got to go through what they got to go through. 
and then they'll come mm-hmm. back and get right. <laughs> That's the ultimate hope, right? <laughs> that yes. They do that because yes. Man, that is definitely the ultimate for sure. hope. It's not just men. <laughs> there really are, which boggles my mind because my child came out of my body. I yes. cannot see saying, yeah, I'm about to run these streets real quick. So mm-hmm. <laughs> can you watch my kid not be back? Like, Okay. <laughs> oh, forget running the streets. Sometimes women leave their kids or, mm-hmm. you know, choose to say, screw my kids for men. Right. You know, they do that too. There's no way. My kids, my, my kids will always first. I would never choose a man over my kids. It just will never happen. Mm-mm. Even if it hurts me, I will not do that. Absolutely not. My kids At are my all. pride and joy. Right. It's like they, they're your bloodline. When you lay down and had them kids, you raise them kids. And when it's your time, then it's your time. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's a time where they're old enough to be on their own, honey. You want to do those types of things, then you do it then. But even then, you still got to be a mother. And even then, they still need you. And even then, there will be men that come come and go out your life. You just got to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you choose the wrong man in your life, you know what you need to do. Remove. Don't ever choose a man over your children. That's just right. I, I really don't know how. I really don't know how people can do that because I just. I couldn't. Yeah, I me mean, neither. My kids are my life. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for my kids, my kids don't know that they've saved me. Mm-hmm. They've saved me from so many things, and I need them more than they ever know that they need me. Like mm-hmm. I need them. My kids are, are what keep me going. Yeah. Trust me. I I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, they they keep us moving and keep us growing. We're, they sure do. I would have thought, you know, day. I'm I'm helping them grow, but they helping me grow too. Every little bit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marlene, if there is a mom out there who's listening, who may be going through the same thing where they're dealing with an absentee parent and having to, or a parent who's overstepping your authority with your kids like what would you say to them how would you guide them and help them through what they're going through right now well for one I I had to learn to be patient you know we as adults when we go into protective mode it's always about the negative and who sits on top and who's right or wrong I've learned to have to listen to Mm -hmm. listen to what the needs are and most importantly, more than anything, I focus on the kids, not the adult, you know, mm-hmm. and listen to what those needs are. And the needs of the kid are needing their parents. So yes. if it means you shutting whatever emotion that you need to shut off to make sure that you can do what you need to do to make it right for your kid, mm-hmm. whether you want to speak to that person or not, for the moment, even if it's like five minutes, 10 minutes to be in the same room to give your kid that satisfaction, I encourage people to do it because that's a cycle right now in today's society. (laughs) A broken family, the dad here, the mom, bitter baby mothers, bitter baby fathers, you know, Mm -hmm. I have two, one of them, one bitter baby father and it's not easy. It's not easy. There's Mm -hmm. patience and I encourage them to just to keep trying. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there will be a time that my daughter's father and I will be able to co-parent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, I want to say, five years now. Uh-huh. And there's still a lot of emotional feelings towards me. And that's okay. 
I'm okay with that because I know the person that I was and I know what I did and I know what my intentions were and what they still are. You Put your kid first. Put your right. kid first and our needs last. That's what mothers do. You know, some people cannot be big and grown enough to do that. And I, and I see that a lot of women now are everything's about an attitude you know what I mean everything's about just being nasty and bitter and salty and having the last word and that's just not classy or ladylike you know you're supposed to set an example for your children and for me like I said the best thing is do what's right for the kid do what's right right for the kid put your feelings and your pride to the side for once for the sake of your kid you don't got to deal with these people every single day it's about the kid's well-being our kids nowadays are damaged because of those kind of relationships mm-hmm. I don't ever want my kids to see that my kids will never see me in a physical uh, abusive relationship or verbal abusive relationship because that's not I don't want them to ever think it's okay especially mm-hmm. having a son because, right exactly <laughs> I got a 17 year old you know these young ladies nowadays they, they are the worst you know oh, yeah, they are I don't know what kind of breed of kids they got out the, in these streets today <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I'd be like, Lord Jesus Christ, please. Oof, Lord. All All you can do is just pray for these kids. Like, oh, Lord. Yes. Yes. And it takes a village to raise all these kids. Yes. I I, I Uber as a, a, you know, a little part-time here after work. And sometimes I pick up teenagers and boy, oh boy, their vocabulary is ridiculous. But guess what? Mm -mm -mm. In my car, my rules, that mouth, zip it. I, I go into mommy mode immediately. That is not ladylike. That you don't speak that way immediately. I start talking like that. And guess what? They're not my kids, but I guarantee you, they respect someone who speaks to them in that manner because I speak to you respectfully and I address you. That is not ladylike. Don't be like that, young man. I'm not sitting here, you know, oh, shut your mouth. Don't talk to me like that. You know, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. I talk to you with respect. And when you give that respect, they say, hey, you know, well, maybe we were wrong. Let's let's tone it down a little bit. She's right. Right. You know, so. Give respect, you get respect. I like that. And I like that advice that you gave for a mom who may be dealing with an absentee parent or a parent who's dealing with another absentee parent. Because Mm -hmm. it's always, you do have to think about the kid. And it doesn't make sense to focus on the bitterness because then you're really focusing on the wrong thing. Correct. Like you're not helping your kids grow. You're not helping your kids like do better because then they're taking on your bitterness, your anger yes. and your negativity and they can't get out of it because you're not out of it. So instead of focusing on what the other parent is not doing, like, yes, it'd be great if they would participate, but you, the show must go on. Like their lives don't stop. <laughs> because yeah, exactly. the other parent, because the other parent don't want to do what they got to do, their lives don't stop. It keeps going, so your life has to keep going. And if that means, you know, just saying, all right, just pick yourself up and just keep it moving. You got to just keep it pushing, like for sure it's about you and your kids and what's best for you. The bold, you know, what's best for you and your children. And my children, and, yeah. So it's 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 unfortunate when you have an absentee parent but honestly there's always that one who's there who's mm-hmm. got their their back front left right and everywhere yes. in between so <laughs> you got them you're holding you're holding it down and you got to hold it down by yourself you got to hold it down by yourself so you know that's yeah, that's, okay. that's what you got to do 
But thank Trust you, Marty. I'll do it. <laughs> right. Um, but thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I Oh no, thanks for having me. I definitely enjoyed it. And I really hope this helps someone else out there who may be going through the same struggle. You know, it's never easy, but to know that, you know, you're not alone. Other parents out here are dealing with the same things and it's it's not easy. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely not a, a walk in the park, but just <laughs> <For sure. laughs> me, I wear it well. They say you wear it well. I would have never known. And it's just like you guys have no idea. idea like, exactly. I am broken. I'm a broken <laughs> mama bear, trust me. You life are a superwoman. You're a superwoman. Yes. Like yes. life is throwing all these daggers and you're just doing them ninja moves to move out the way. <laughs> the matrix. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much, Marlene. And thank you all for listening. And remember, I upload every Wednesday and catch me on all your listening platforms. I'm on Spotify, Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yes. Anchor. <laughs> Just look for the Lazy Mom Podcast, and I'm there. (laughs) And if you have any questions for Marlene or any comments, make sure to send them my way, and I will forward them to her. And remember, I do have listener support enabled, so if you'd like to support my podcast, go on ahead and hit that listener support link that's in the show notes there. But thank you all for listening, and please catch me on the next episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast.